Hi, I'm John. I'm one of the pastors at Victory and I'm also the director of our provincial churches. At Victory, we are committed to plant churches all over the Philippines, believing that together we can disciple this nation. Hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. We are on our week two of Stable and Sure during a time of war. No? Ang ganda ng uh, title ng uh, series natin, Stable and Sure. And, and I don't know if you guys watch the news. They're saying that because of this, China now is looking whether to go and start something in Taiwan, which is closer to us now. And so there are rumors of wars happening. And here we open the scripture and God tells us, I am your cornerstone. I'm building my church, but you let me be the cornerstone of your life or else your life will be a Jenga, all right? If you start messing up that cornerstone, it's going to crumble. And we've seen that in the world today. And, and, and maybe even for the Philippines because in the next few months, we're having our elections. And sometimes we tend to think that these are the saviors of the world. They're not the cornerstone of the world. We've been through many changes and precedents and administrations. No? So, wag po tayo fanboy or fangirl na mga tao. Okay? We can't. We need to be champions for Jesus. And we need to have a proper perspective of God's sovereignty over our lives and over the nation. Because in whatever picture we have all around the world because of social media, what you will see is men trying to do everything to take control. But we realize, unless Jesus is the foundation, it's not going to be stable. It's not going to be sure. Right? And today, we look at another text, which, in, which is in Acts 4. Right? And if you can open your Bibles to Acts 4, verse 1. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. Peter and John just came from a powerful time of ministry healing somebody who was sick for 40 years. And in front of everyone, Peter and John did the miracle. So they were preaching just like this in the plaza, in the square. And while they were preaching, the guards came, the security came with the Sadducees. And they were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. Right? This is the central message of our faith that Peter and John were just normally preaching. But the people were disturbed. The Sadducees were disturbed because they didn't believe in the resurrection. Parang, how dare you talk about somebody dying and coming back to life? This was a scandalous statement. This was offensive for them. They seized Peter and John and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. This was a cause for imprisonment to preach the resurrection of Jesus and come against the political uh, climate at, the, at that time that there is somebody far greater than Caesar which is, or the Roman government than, and his name is Jesus. And they were talking about this resurrection. Now, if you look at Bible and you study church history, you'll see that it was ordinary it was an everyday occurrence to be persecuted 
and die for your faith as a follower of Jesus. It's, it's normal, right? It was like you're signing something. You're saying, because I'm a follower of Christ, you can take me, put me to prison, or even kill me. It's okay. That was the persecution back then, and we still see and feel some of those persecutions now through the news that we see in, in the ISIS and even in China where, where churches are being closed down, torn down, and, 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 and Christians being imprisoned. So the story continues. Even up until today, there are persecutions that's happening all around the world. It is ordinary. It is normal for Christians to experience this. In the Philippines, our persecution is uh, baby persecution. Ay, Christian, Christian. Yun lang, okay? Oh, yung mga hindi nag-iisip, Christian. Right? No, that's mild persecution. Alright? Or somebody messages you on Facebook and disagrees with your statement of faith. That, oh, I'm persecuted. I'm offended. Okay, that's our persecution. Okay? It, it is, but maybe not to the extent that a lot of people are ex experiencing it. The trouble that comes from preaching the Word of God during that time was that they were going to experience a lot of persecution. What did they preach? Number one, the resurrection of Jesus. They preached that Jesus is a cornerstone. That Jesus is our sure foundation. Offensive. Imagine. Our series is very offensive according to the culture at the time. In fact, this is actually offensive up until today. Why? Because God's Word goes against the culture of self-help and man's sufficiency to do things on his own. What is the message today? The message today is you are the author of your own life. You write your own book. Get your act together. Right? Help. God helps those who help themselves, right? So, we are bombarded with the message that we can do this together. Hashtag bangon. Together, right? Without Christ in the equation. And this is the culture where we live in. In fact, it has crept into the church. Oh, if you're a child of God, dapat mayaman ka. Successful ka. You, you make your own life without Christ. Jesus, not as a cornerstone, but maybe a Sunday thing. He's not really our foundation, but I can write on the paper, religion, Christian. And we think that's it. But it wasn't. It was so far from how the early disciples were living their lives. That Jesus is really the cornerstone. I've built my life, my house, my home, my family, my marriage, my business, where Jesus is cornerstone. He sets the direction. He makes the foundation safe. Cornerstone pala ganun, no? Kung saan mo nilagay, doon yung direction. It's like giving you the direction of where your life needs to be. So it goes against the very culture that we've embraced that I'm sufficient on my own. That's what's being introduced to us. 
But we all know the gospel. We all know what scripture tells us. I cannot on my own. I have fallen short of the glory of God. I can't. An, an example in church history was Polycarp, who was arrested by Roman officials after having served as the bishop of Smyrna. When the Roman proconsul ordered him to declare that Caesar is Lord and to curse Christ, Polycarp refused, saying, For 80 years I've served this God. For 80 years this God has been faithful to me. Who am I to refuse this God? Polycarp was sentenced to death by fire. But the flames miraculously stood like a wall around him, and he was not burned. The executioner then stabbed him in the heart, which issued such an abundance of blood that the fire was quenched. Grabe, no? Historians recorded this as one of those miracles that happened. Of course, Polycarp died, no? All right. But imagine the testimony that happened during the time. They were greatly disturbed for many reasons. Okay. Because of the resurrection of the dead, and later I'll tell you all the angles why they were disturbed. They were disturbed, number one, by the resurrection of Christ. Why? Because the resurrection, you see, a lot of people, they don't, they don't get offended with the cross. Because the cross speaks about love. Somebody died for me. Right? The cross is not that offensive. But the resurrection is. Because the resurrection is the belief that declares that God is going to put everything right once and for all and is going to restore all things to make the world as it should be. Or what in the Bible is called shalom. The way the world should be. So how do we fight the battles of the culture? How? As a church. We say, Shalom. Peace, bro. Right? Peace be with you and also with you. Shalom. When there's war, the way to fight the war is what? Shalom. We're peacemakers. Who stayed during the pandemic while everybody fleed? Christians. Who helped the sick and the dying in India, Kolkata? Mother Teresa. Why? That's my job. I'm a peacemaker. I'm shalom maker. I'm making sure that the kingdom of God will be experienced here on earth. That is the role of the believer. So they were disturbed. Why? Because you're saying that God will put everything all right? Not Caesar? Not President Duterte? Not Putin? Jesus? When you say Jesus is my Lord, He's my cornerstone, He gives the direction of my life, what's the common response? Okay, I respect you. And when you tell people, you need Christ, very offensive. No, no, I'm the captain of my ship. I write my own story. 
I don't like the Jesus, Jesus. They were disturbed that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. It was an absolute claim that Jesus was the cornerstone. Imagine going to a debate, a presidential debate. And they ask you, what's the solution to the problems of the Philippines? Right? Poverty, internet, all of this corruption. What if you answer, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? Okay, minus three million votes. Right? When you're saying, you want change to happen? Then we need to be transformed by Christ. That's why the church should not be political. Jesus was never a political savior. They tried to make him a politician. He was not. He was establishing his kingdom. Not the kingdom of men, but the kingdom of God. Why? Because we want a sure foundation. You want a stable one? Then make it Jesus. So they were disturbed. Grabe, absolute claim naman. They were disturbed that the source of hope is founded on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, not on men. They were disturbed that the grace of God brings salvation and not our works. You mean all the good that I do is nothing? Well, according to the Bible, they're like filthy rags before God. They were disturbed that Jesus is Lord. But look at verse 4. Many who heard the message believed. So the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000 in one day. Peter was just preaching. Then the guards took him. 5,000 believed even though the few were disturbed. Many believed, but few were disturbed. Now, why am I pointing this out? It is sad to say, here's the reality of the world. You you watch the war now. There's two stories from the Russians and the Ukrainians. right? There's always two sides of the stories, and they will make up their stories. This one has this story, the other one has a story. Right? If you look at what's happening with our country in the West Philippine uh, Sea or the Nine Dash, China has a story. That, that, that's ours. And Philippines has their, their story. No, no, this is ours. <laughs> right? Both are now sharing the story. Right? Christianity It's not only a story, but it's the truth. But we live in a world of storytellers. The better the story, the more people would believe, right? Ang ganda ng kwento niya. Ang ganda ng documentary. Even if it's not the truth, because we're storytellers, and that's how we connect to what's happening to the world. Many believe, but few were disturbed. When people saw that Jesus was the truth, 
they hang on to the story of that truth. But what story do you hear today with Christians? Nako pag Christian, not respected in the academic world. Pag Christian, the voice. And maybe to some degree it's our fault because of our legalism and trying to push it on others, right? Without permission, right? But we tend to think, eh, eh, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who are in the world of business or outside, and they would be afraid to say they're Christians. Why? Why? Eh, kasi pag sinabi kong Christian ako, they won't listen to me anymore. So I want first to give wrap it and then later share Jesus. But they never come to the point of sharing Jesus because they're afraid. Because in their minds, they believe the story, if I'm a Christian, I will not be respected. Right? But is it the truth? I believe it's not. Because people are longing for something. People are looking for something. Yeah. Hindi kaila na favorite kong U2, no? Kaya nanood ako ng Sing 2 dahil nandun si Bono. At lagi kong sinasabi sa preaching ko, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Right? My, my pamangkin actually was asking, was around, I think, five years old, what are they looking for? And they still haven't found. Nga. So what was it? And no, they haven't found what they're looking for. Okay? Very philosophical song, right? I still have, so what are you looking for? That is the cry of the world. They still haven't found what they're, what are they looking for? They still haven't found what they're looking for. Why? Because if Bono says, I still haven't found what I'm looking for, Jesus. Right? Won't fly as much, right? But that was the whole song. There's a cry of the world. That's why Peter was crucified upside down because of the message. That's why we have martyrs of the faith. Because of this message, they were disturbed. The few were disturbed, but many believed. In short, the message that you have of the gospel of Jesus Christ, many would believe you. Atheists are not afraid to say they're atheists. Agnostics are not afraid to say they're agnostics. Etong strange. People who are de deconstructing are boldly deconstructing. Hindi pa nga sila sure. They make it public. But our faith in Christ is stable and sure. Shouldn't I make it public? That Jesus is my cornerstone. The word planted on good soil will produce a hundredfold. It's going to grow because why? It's the word of God. The next day, the rulers, the elders, the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Ano to? Senate hearing to. Okay. Pang ano? Pang, pang TV to. Anas. Okay. The high priest was there. So were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest family. This was a big deal. The resurrection of Christ. So the, these were the Sadducees. So ang Sadducees and Pharisees are different. They're two different groups. The Sadducees controlled the temple. They were powerful inside the temple. They partnered with the Roman government. So when Jesus was getting famous, the Sadducees did not like that because it was 
disservice to the Roman government. And the Sadducees, unlike the Pharisees, did not believe in the resurrection. Right? On that concept of the resurrection. That's why they had to bring Peter and John before them. And they began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? Why are you doing this? Who gave you that authority? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit. Very important. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, 40 years lame, healed. Is this the reason why we are in the Senate Hall? On the account of today, for an act of kindness. The best accusation they can hurl was the believer's act of kindness. Pasikate niyan. Baite. Ano mo mga Christians? Kagigil kasi sobrang bait. Hindi ko kaya. The act of kindness, that's the community. So, many times, the stories of the world depends on how we live out our faith. Then know this, you and all the people of Israel, ayan na, atapang atao na si Peter, ito na. <clears throat> it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, Wow. No? I am in the Senate today because of an act of kindness that's brought about by the name of Jesus Christ, whom you have killed, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. He points now at the man who's healed, the famous lame man, for 40 years, healed. The teachers of the law, the Sadducees, the supposed to be good guys of the faith, denied and crucified Christ. You know, I had to stop here when I was reading the text. Why? I had to ask the same question. Am I, in a way, like the Sadducees, who had the external expression of faith, yet rejects Jesus? As my foundation. They were the temple guardians. They do everything step by step. Four chapters a day, speaking in tongues for two hours. Ano pa ba? Diba? Victory group Monday to Friday. Yeah. Single for life because of Jesus. Mga ganon. No time for love life. Sadducees. Externally, but that's why they're sad. You see, you know. Uh, so, lumang joke na yun, But they're sad. You know why? They reject Jesus, the foundation. Peter's statement was: our kindness, our faith, our lifestyle, miracles, and wholeness comes from Jesus. 
Evidence number one. Evidence number two. Jesus is our foundation. In short, we should be the living Bible study guide, the gospel curriculum, the faith, hope, love embodied to the world. You should be the embodiment of Christ to the world. Why? They're not opening the Bible because they're self-sufficient. Peter was saying, you can't argue with the transformed life. It actually works. And then he tells the crowd, Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. The reason the world is at war, we have rejected the cornerstone. The reason you are in a mess, you've rejected the cornerstone. Jesus is the stone you've rejected. He's now the cornerstone. Peter was saying, it doesn't matter what you think about Jesus. Your opinion doesn't matter. You rejected the stone. He's actually now the cornerstone. Salvation. Again, another controversial statement in the Senate hearing. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. The exclusive absolute claim that Jesus is the one that holds things together and that salvation is only found in Christ is an offense to many until today. When they saw, look, no matter how offensive the gospel is, yeah, interesting, no? Very offensive ang message ng Christianity. Di mo kaya, you need Christ. Uh, you want joy in your life? No, money will not bring that joy. Jesus will. Very offensive. But even though it was offensive, look at what verse 13 describes. When they saw the courage of Peter and John, and realized that they were unschooled. Okay. Ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that this man had been with Jesus. Grabe. Tabang. They saw the what? The courage. They didn't go to the rabbinical school like the Sadducees and the Pharisees. These are ordinary fisher folks. Nagbibenta to ng isda sa palengke. But they're so brave. They know what they're saying. So they got their notebook and took note. They had been with Jesus. We need more of this. Not more of not more of keyboard wires. We need the presence of God in our lives and the Word of God in our lives. Because many things we say will never make sense. Example, resurrection. <laughs> the only thing that separates us from all the other religions of the world. And that's why they were in the Senate hearing. 
because it doesn't make sense. But they have been with Jesus. In short, let us not just know the Word of God. Some of us, we know the Bible. Grabe. Alam mo God. But let us know the God of the Word. Do you know Jesus? Do you know Christ? Or is it all academic for you? It's all verses. But the Spirit of Christ does not reside in you. There's so much hate, lust, anger, unforgiveness in your life. So the story that people have of you defines what Christianity is for them. Because they're not opening this up until they have an encounter with God. That's why we're the front lines. They would see the community and they would say, now, let me open that Bible. Okay, okay, you're making sense. Let me open the Bible. Let me check out this Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. Why? Because the proof of their faith and the resurrection was in them and in the community, the larger community. It was in Peter and John. They took note. They had been with Jesus. And now they see this new guy in the community healed after 40 years. Okay, there's the evidence. I can't say anything. can't argue. This must be real. Let me end with two stories now. One, one of my favorite guys now in YouTube is Jordan Peterson. No? Grabe, nilalampaso niya sila Sam Harris, mga Dawkins of the world. And he's not even a Christian yet. But he's been defeating all these famous atheists on debates about Christ. And he was interviewed one time about the faith. And he talks about, oh, you know, our, he, sorry, I don't sound like him, because eh, he sounds so genius. Talaga, no? so, but in my translation, here's what he said. No? He tells us that the world has so many narratives and Christianity is one of them. And then he starts cracking up and crying. He says, the more I dig deeper in the narrative of, ju of the Judeo-Christian faith, it might be real. He says, I don't have any argument that this is not real. I know it's a narrative, but what if it's the truth? He cries with millions watching him. He's not yet at the point of saying, I want to surrender to Christ, but he's saying, I have no evidence of Christ not being real. That's the power of our faith. That's John 14, 6 embodied through the eyes of somebody who is seeking. He's the way, the truth, and the life. I want to end with a story. And I want you to see where you are in this story. There was a guy who was, who released his dog to chase a rabbit. The dog saw the rabbit and started chasing him. Running around the field. 
sa province. Sa Metro Manila kasi mababangga yun. Right? Running the hills, barking. He couldn't chase the rabbit, this dog. And he started barking and calling all of his friends. White rabbit, white rabbit. And all the dogs came out helping him. He was ahead of the pack, running for that rabbit. And after 20 minutes, one by one, all of the dog friends, Snoopy, Polgas, all of these guys, started resting and did not chase the rabbit except for this dog. And a kid goes to the man and says, how come your dog is still running while all the dogs he called stop chasing the rabbit? And the man says, there's only one difference between this dog and his friends. All the four friends were invited to chase the rabbit. But only one saw the rabbit. What's the point of the story? Lalim, no? Lasal, lasal wisdom to okay. The point of the story is this. Many of us, we're in church. We're wanting this Jesus. We're trying to worship this Jesus. But all we had heard was the bark of somebody who's encountered Christ. Jesus as foundation. Jesus as cornerstone. And that's why a lot of people, they don't go to church anymore. Why? They heard the bark. Ganda ng marriage mo. Gusto ko yan. Atin ako church with you. Narinig nila yung tahol mo eh. Alam mo, successful ka. Bakit? Christian ako. Sige, sama ako sa Bible study mo. But they've never yet saw, seen the rabbit. They've never had that encounter with Christ. And it's so hard to actually just say, Jesus is my foundation or my cornerstone until they see that embodied in us and they start asking the question and they start getting into it and saying, now I see. My challenge for everyone here today is in a world that's full of stories about self-sufficiency, that we can do this as human beings only if we do it together without Christ, it can happen. It's like Tower of Babel, right? You know, the world will get tired, just like the Russians and the Ukrainians. We saw this guy as a god, but look, He's destroyed a nation. Maybe it's not how it was marketed to us. When we went to Kazakhstan, it was the same thing. Almost all the young people we talked to were no longer in the faith of that nation. They were nominal in their faith. And they said, because we've seen the older generation and it didn't work. Look where we are now. 
I do hope and pray that the next generation of Christians won't say the same thing. They won't, they won't just hear the bark, but they would see Jesus, encounter this Jesus. And it's up to us. It's up to us as a community to invite them to what we're preaching about. This is the easy part, the preaching. Salita, talk is cheap. But preaching should be embodied. That makes it a preaching, not just any teaching. When you preach, it embodies. Are we the embodiment of Christ to the world? They look at us. Oh, okay, now I understand the concept of Jesus as cornerstone. Why? I saw it. Now, introduce me to that cornerstone. Let that be our prayer today, that we will experience this Jesus. Don't chase the bark. Chase this Jesus and say, Jesus, I invite you to be the cornerstone of my life. Lord, we come to you this morning. I know there are so many things that's running through our minds, whether it's the war, whether it's the uncertainty. And here you are telling us, you are our cornerstone. That salvation is found in no one else, but in you alone. That we can be stable and sure the foundation of my life is in Christ. Jesus, I invite you. I want you to take this time to pray on your own. Maybe you're like the four dogs. You've heard the bark. But today you're saying, I want an encounter with this Christ. I want you to pray right now. And I want you to ask the Lord, Lord Jesus, I want to see you. I want to experience you. I want Christ as my foundation. Lord, we thank you because the message of our faith is both offensive yet attractive. It is the power to transform lives and nations. So I pray today, God, as I take that step, as I enter into the process of making Jesus as my cornerstone, my sure foundation, I know there's a lot of unearthing old foundations. Minsan masakit, mahirap. Because all these years, we build our lives towards a foundation that might not be as stable. So Jesus, give us grace as we deconstruct old foundations that's not you. Lord, as we start constructing the new foundation that is in Christ, the way, the truth, the life, the one that Paul said in Colossians, in Jesus, all things hold together this foundation, our cornerstone. May we trust you, Christ, as we put you as our cornerstone. Be the one to lead us and direct us. Lord, this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Thank you for joining us. You can visit victory.org.ph to find a church, join the Victory Group, and give online. Thank you for partnering with us in discipling the city, the nation, and the world through your generosity. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.